Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. GPS, or the Global Positioning System, is everywhere and something we take for granted. Whether it's getting around gridlock traffic or tracking your latest run, it's pretty much everywhere. But what happens if it goes down? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to talk about all things GPS is Cena Editor, and I kid you not, former intelligence operative John Skillings. Welcome, John. Thank you. Well, first off, uh, I think we all have a general sense of how important GPS is, but is there any way to quantify just how dependent we are on this system? Uh, yes, there is. Uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology did a study a couple of years ago and said that there's about a billion dollars a day in economic activity that is pegged to GPS. Uh, the Space Force, which runs GPS for us, says that the signals reach about 4 billion uh, businesses and individuals around the world. So yeah, it's big numbers. Huge numbers. And it, it's hard to think about what would happen if it went down. Now, uh, because obviously, GPS is reliant on satellites that are way out in space. They're susceptible to interference, right? Like, what, what are some of the risks to GPS? Right. So it's a radio signal that comes from satellites that are 12,000 miles away, which means by the time they get to Earth, they're pretty weak. Uh, obviously, they're great for getting you around when they reach your cell phone, but they're so weak that uh, any kind of interference can get in their way. And there's a problem when intentionally or unintentionally, somebody has a stronger radio signal in the vicinity, and that can mess with your readings. Um, to a lesser degree, you have to worry about maybe some damage to satellites out in space, uh, but the, the more active uh, problem is jamming, yeah. Yeah, I know there's an ongoing debate now about the use of certain airwaves and how that might interfere with the GPS. Uh, I'm curious, how likely is it that our GPS system could actually go down, like, like that true catastrophe level where, where things just are just off? Um, that's pretty unlikely to lose everything. You've got uh, 31 satellites out in space. You could, I mean, it's unlikely that some of, even some small number of them would get damaged uh, to interfere, but uh, you, you, know, you could lose half of them and you would still have a functioning system. It just wouldn't be as good as it is right now. Um, so disaster movie scenario is pretty unlikely. But, uh, you know, there are much smaller risks that on a local scale could be very bad. Could you give me some examples of like what what those risks might be? Well, sure. So um, for a lot of us, it might just be interference with getting around where we want to go. But there are so many things that depend on GPS for how they function, trucking services, shipping services, getting goods from one place to another. The military... Uh, and again, GPS started as a military technology and it's run by the Space Force, um, relies on GPS for everything that it does. And so if there were an adversary that wanted to cause problems, um, yeah, they would mess with GPS and that would affect our military's ability to respond. Okay. So is there a backup system in place given how important GPS is? There's no one single backup. There are some other satellite services. Um, 
like uh, the EU's Galileo that do the same thing, but they're not under US control. Um, there are uh, uh, some small partial backups. There are a lot of little backups. Uh, financial services use uh, GPS because of the timing element that GPS provides. Um, they have their own sorts of backup services. So the financial services might keep running, but that wouldn't help you get where you're going or uh, Amazon shipping, uh, Amazon trucks getting deliveries to you. Right, right. And is there anything being done to create a system that is, you know, fallback in case GPS either partially or completely goes down? Yeah, you know, there have been uh, efforts to try to get something on, on a larger scale and something that's run by the government since the government runs uh, GPS. Uh, there was a law um, in uh, 2018 that directed the Department of Transportation to try to get a system up and running, a timing system, uh, not the full uh, GPS uh, capabilities. Uh, but that kind of sold out because I don't think there were any funds that were um, set aside to do that. So no funds, no, no, no backup. And, you know, your story talks a bit about some of the, I guess, initiatives that are being put in place right now to kind of create different kinds of backups, uh, not necessarily to cover everything, but at least as a sort of a, a temporary or partial fallback. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those initiatives are and what they look like? Well, so uh, the Department of Transportation um, has done studies and looked at different technologies could be in use. Um, some of them are already in place. So there are some other satellite services, not the other systems like uh, that are like GPS, like Galileo, but um, there's a service called Satels, which provides uh, backup to financial firms and energy sector businesses and, and other customers. And, but that's on a smaller scale and is dedicated more to those services. Um, People are even looking into uh, whether uh, Elon Musk's uh, Starlink satellites, uh, which are for broadband, might be something we could turn into a uh, sort of semi-GPS backup. Now that's an interesting point because those satellites are they're they're lower, right? They're not as high as the GPS satellites, or right? We're talking say 500 miles as opposed to 12,000, right. so it would be a stronger signal, uh, but you would need a lot more satellites got it at that lower level uh and any other thing I, I think you mentioned a company called terrapoint like what what are they doing it's a, com it's a company called next nav which has a service called terrapoint that's just getting going um this involves uh radio transmitters on the ground not up in space okay and right now they're deployed uh at scale really only in the san francisco bay area and it's still really just in startup mode they've got some services like uh, joby aviation which wants to run sort of uh, they call VTOL, you know, uh, helicopter-like air taxis uh, that would rely on those signals. And NASA is doing some testing of uh, tracking drones using the TerraPoint service. But it would work like GPS and sending out radio signals. You'd have to get signals from uh, several different uh, angles that would help you know where you are. But it, it aims to provide pretty much the same timing and navigation and position services that uh, the GPS does. And, and I, I talked with uh, an executive from Qualcomm a little while back, and he sort of mentioned the use of 5G and maybe 6G 
uh, services as a way to, I guess, augment location-based systems. And we do have, like, our current phones obviously have location-based systems right. based off cell towers. Are they just not as accurate as GPS? Is that why they can't really replace GPS? Yeah, it's not as uh, it's not as uh, as accurate. It's not as robust. Uh, you would be able to find your way around, but it wouldn't be as precisely. Um, so, you know, one thing that makes GPS fabulous for everybody who's using it is that it's just it's there. It's easy to access for those of us who use it, and businesses and individuals. It's it's essentially cost free. I mean, the federal government spends about $1.8 billion a year on GPS. So we're paying for that in a way through our taxes, but day to day, we don't really, we don't pay anything for GPS. It's just, it's there and it's great. It's precise and it works. Beyond these backups, if we're, we're talking about the GPS systems that are, that are in place, what's being done to ensure that there, you know, that there isn't interference, that there isn't sabotage, there isn't, you know, that, that these risks that uh, these satellites face are mitigated. Right, so the satellites are pretty safe. I mean, uh, General John Raymond, who's the head of the Space Force, uh, testified before Congress about China and Russia, our potential adversaries, uh, ramping up their space activities and posing active threats, uh, not just to GPS, but to all of our satellites, if they chose to. Um, but for the most part, the satellites are, are out of harm's way, more or less. Uh, it's more on on uh, when you get down to Earth, if uh, the military is operating in a certain area and the Russians or anybody wanted to crank up really powerful radio signals nearby, that would mess with their ability to, to, to function. And, and that's happened in places around the world, in Scandinavia, in Syria, um, with signals, with radio signals being uh, cranked up so loud, so high that it does mess with the GPS signals. Okay. And I guess lastly, you talk you referenced in your story GPS three, which is which just launched uh, last month and is supposed to be sort of an upgraded version. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and, and how that might better safeguard our, our GPS system? Right. So um, as I mentioned earlier, there are 31 GPS satellites uh, up in orbit. Um, GPS three is the newest generation and the one, the satellite that went up in June was the fifth of the GPS-3 satellites. And um, what the GPS-3 technology brings is uh, up to three times greater accuracy and up to eight times the anti-jamming capabilities, which is great, it's an improvement, but you're still talking about say three times a week or a week signal. So, you know, it's still gonna get you this far when maybe you wanna get, you know, much better strength and uh, anti-jamming capabilities. Got it. Okay, well, obviously a lot a lot of work going into GPS, a lot of focus. This is something that I think folks probably take for granted a little bit, uh, but uh, definitely good to talk about how important it is. John, thank you for your time. You can check out your story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.